Welcome to the ATI Podcast Cookout Special. Ooh, baby. So we just wanted to take the opportunity, kind of the concept of today's show is going to be some special submissions from former guests. They are going to have some entertaining submissions, that is, about what the 4th of July means to them, what Independence Day is. So maybe we'll get some historical submissions and maybe we'll get some satirical or comedic submissions i have left everybody up to their creative free reign and i have not previewed these in advance so they are going to be a surprise to us as well and everything's going to be super cut in today so stick around there's going to be some good moments and some heartfelt moments but i think some more entertaining ones as well oh absolutely i think especially with some of the guests that we've had yeah i would foresee some pretty good segments coming in so yeah so we've had quite the eclectic mix of people in different backgrounds so i think this is gonna be quite interesting absolutely what we may or may not receive so yeah. we definitely are going to enjoy bringing that to you guys so i'll i'll kick things off myself here so I was kind of pontificating on what the 4th of July meant to me, and I just kind of tried to start initially with my first memories of what 4th of July was, what Independence Day was. So I actually was born in St. Then St. Louis area, lived there until I was six years old. So kind of my early memories were going over to my Aunt Mary's house. She was kind of my grandmother figure. She was actually my father's aunt, so my great aunt. But she was really my prominent grandparent figure in my life, especially in my early formative years. Living in St. Louis and all of my grand, actual biological grandparents were down in this area, actually. So I didn't really see them as frequently as I saw her. But she would always host family gatherings and that sort of stuff. And she was a mentor to my father and support system for us. So we would go over to her house. And, of course, you know, St. Louis and the 4th of July is always a huge deal. You know, they do right. the Fair St. Louis. Right, VP Fair. Yeah, and fortunately, I've been there several times, got to see musical artists for free. You know, we got to see Flaming Lips for one year. Right. There's usually something for everybody there. And even if you don't like the music, the fireworks show is of the best that I've seen in my entire life. If oh, not the right, best, so. yeah. They put on a hell of a show up there. But I remember seeing the fireworks show on the news being covered, and I thought, you know, boy, this, is, this day is really important because people are celebrating... Right. You know, this on a, on a grand and mass scale. Right. So this is in a pre, you know, six years or younger when I see this, of course. Right. So that's kind of my first memories, but just kind of over the years, what it's become, you know, of course, there's the usual staples that you can refer to, you know, fireworks, barbecue. The flag. Family, friends. <laughs> yeah. The American flag, of course, you know, that imagery. Right. Everybody's patriotic on the 4th of July. You know, everybody's typically wearing some type of American flag or red, white, and blue garb or something of that. Right, you know, right. Swimming, you know, water activities, outdoor activities, pretty synonymous with 4th of July baseball. Right. 
right. in particular as far as sports are concerned, you know, yeah. prime baseball season. Where it kind of gained a little bit more prominence with me, of course, you know, Fourth of July people typically get together with their families. So my mom's side of the family, the Newhouse family, would have firework parties as well. So we did right. a few of those and... We would, that's whenever we started to explore the kind of the Roman candle fights and, you know, the little bit more dangerous activities <laughs> oh, yeah. that take place. And, I've been there. And those were some of my first experiences of being around people that were drunk and what a drunk person was and and how people acted when they were drunk and right. that sort of thing, too. So now, nowadays, Josh and I have had many of these personal discussions. My family today is those that I choose to be around me, and they choose to be around me as well. Right. I guess to make it, I know, I know that sounds probably, we're all born in a family, we don't get to choose our family right. in most instances. But, you know, life is what you make it, and you get to make decisions. And for me, you know, spending time with people like Josh and his family, right. you know, and, and some of our close friends, people that we've had on the show routinely, like Ridge and his family, you know, spending time with those people, those are, those are the people that I want to make those moments, those memories with their kids right. going forward, create a legacy for them. Perhaps, you know, our kids, they're all friends now, but maybe we can start something now to, right. you know, go on from generation to generation. So where they can still get together 30 years from now, you know right. what I mean? Stuff like that. We just kind of want to set that example that, you know, you can have a good time. You can choose your surroundings but also we have to mention you know the historical importance of what today is of course so yeah i mean i you you don't have what we have without right what it is you know what i mean so and i think it's kind of bittersweet considering that you know like the january 6 hearings and stuff are going on right now too you know these were people that were actually trying to threaten our democracy our institutions of government our way of life quite frankly these insurrectionists at one time, I suppose we were insurrectionists, really, if you have to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the British we were, Empire, right? We were under British rule. A lot of the movement with regards to that was, you know, no taxation without representation. A lot of them went back to taxes and the lording of, you know, monarchies over uh, foreign lands. Well, and the big issue was the British crown was used in the American colonies as a way to foot the bill for their global war, for their expansion. Absolutely. And the Americans were just fed up with it. Yeah, and British imperialism was a, a real thing, of course. You know, the French were doing their damage and Spanish, Spanish as well, right. you know, so. The Dutch. Absolutely. So everybody had their cogs in the machine, if you will, with regards to that. And, and America's been plenty guilty of it the last 200 years specifically, oh, yeah. too. So Yeah, we're no angels. We're, yeah, we're no angels <laughs> and we're, not, we're certainly not innocent and we're imposing our views of democracy all over the world uh, fortunately or unfortunately regardless of what your viewpoint that we is, can't that, even agree on what it right, is at right. home <laughs> you know i'm pretty big into like the woodrow wilson ideas of isolationalism and you know let's worry about what's going on at home right instead of trying to police the world absolutely because there's matters of the world that we're never going to fix but you know this day the fourth of july independence day really is about reflecting on us declaring our declaration of independence from Great Britain, from British rule, this is the beginning of our country. You know, you can look at many points and say, well, maybe coming over in the Mayflower is the beginning of our country, or Leif Erikson uh, landing in Nova Scotia, that's the first, you know, white Anglo-Saxon type person. Well, he's a Viking. But when you talk about the United States but of America. We're talking United States and a democratic republic. Yeah. Yes. You're talking as an institution, we're talking a declaration of independence. And to think about the importance of that, and I think it is important for us to, for these hearings that are going on right now to take place because it upholds these traditions of democracy right. and fighting against tyranny and fighting against people that are trying to move toward 
allegorical, you know, or, mind frames, or concepts. Or fascists. They're straight up fascist, fascist way. Yeah, for Telling sure. people how they need to live and how they should live and how they want them to live. I mean, that's not democratic. That's, no. That's about as fascist as it gets. So. You have to consider the historical context, but then, of course, everybody should look at it from a personal viewpoint. And there's the fun stuff, like I said at the beginning, of course, the barbecue. The barbecue is a must on 4th of July. Right. You know, water play is a must. It's usually hot, you know, and get to enjoy that and... And it's looking like we might have some favorable weather in the forecast. So we're going to have a little bit of that going on here at the uh, the Bears Den. You know, if Hell you yeah. I'm excited, man. And we are going to have some friends over. We're going to have some barbecue, some water play, like I mentioned, little adult games. Going to set up the GameCube. Yeah. Have some little GameCube tournaments going on. That'll be cool. Some games. So just a little I'm bit of that. I'm way done with that. Something for everybody to do. And yeah. And we're going to actually gather some submissions for this episode as well that you'll hear. So you might hear us in an intoxicated or inebriated state. <laughs> so <laughs> please enjoy those moments as best as you can. We're, we're not trying to be annoying, but you know, we're just natural it comes that way. With the territory sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, I want to hand it off to you kind of what the fourth means to you. Um, you know, yeah. maybe historically what you viewed the fourth as it, for me mine's very similar you know born in st louis grew up in a small town caledonia belgrade area my early childhood yeah a lot of my memories are very similar to yours hanging out with cousins and friends and stuff meeting up with family members for barbecues and swimming and so forth so yeah that was a lot of early childhood memories for me with the fourth of july it was very similar to yours you know just Spending time with family was a big thing during the 4th of July for us. You know, it was a way to, it was just another excuse for everybody to get together. I mean, of course, as time goes on, stuff changes and that doesn't happen. Like you said, you choose to be with your family on these days. Now, it's kind of similar. When I was a kid, we used to go and watch fireworks shows in Farmington because that's where I was from. So that's something that I kind of continue on with my kids. We go and watch fireworks shows and then we do our own fireworks. But the 4th of July yeah, for me is just, I try to stay, take a step back and look and just realize what the idea of the United States of America is supposed to be and how many people have sacrificed so much to make it that. And that's kind of, you know, I try to, historically, I try to instill that in my children to make them understand what it really is and, you know, how much weight comes with what it is. You know what I mean? And not just to think of it as only, you know, a party day or a day to drink beer and shoot sure. off fireworks, you know, I think it's important to make sure that our kids really understand what it means in case we do deal with situations like the January 6th insurrection, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not trying to say, like, I'm trying to ultimately, like, turn my kids into these, like, red, white, and blue patriot, you know, sure. or anything like that, but I think it is important to have that conversation with our kids, like, you know, the historical context of it, yeah. And, you know, for me, historically, too, it, it's what gives everybody the right to who they are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nothing's perfect in the United States. We have a lot of issues uh, with a lot of, you know, different groups of people and classes and, you know, but at least we still have an abundance of rights here. Whereas other places in the world, you may not have those rights. You know what I mean? Exactly. So right. that's what it is for me, man. It's just uh, recognizing our freedoms, you know? And Absolutely. The historical aspect of it and where we come from and where we're going and what we mean to be. So I love the 4th of July, man. I think it's a great holiday. And I'm a big history buff. So, of course, you know, I love the historical context behind it. The feared British Empire against the farmers with pitchforks and torches you know right. the underdog right. story and it's just you know it's a cool thing to be proud of for me we knew these lands just like many other you know wars of the past so whenever britain did come over here and, and try to fight us on our homeland don't get me wrong they had their their movements their their wins if you will in the battles but ultimately we won the war right and with a little help of our friends mind you yeah, you know we employed, we employed some help there 
and had to pay that back later and ended up wars in wars too, you know, with the, with those people. But nonetheless, it's an, I do think it is important to, again, realize, look back on the historical context and kind of the beauty of it too is, you know, we're, we're sitting here joking about, you know, getting drunk and da-da-da right. on that day. Right. But we're able to do that again to loop it back around to the historical context right, of things. You're paying homage you know, to what we allows in, you to be that way. Let's talk about if we were in a Middle East country, for example, you know, we wouldn't have the right. ability to even have a day like this. Right, right, maybe in not. This way, right. And celebrate it in this way, that is. Right. And it's literally called Independence Day because we do have the independence to celebrate in our own and, way. And it's cool because it's not just one community that celebrates Independence Day. It's the whole country. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a different, you know, like certain areas will have certain things like the Azalea festivals or this or that. You know what I mean? This is a federal holiday that all Americans across every community, every city, every town in the U.S. celebrates. Almost every municipality has some type of demonstration or at least there's one nearby as well. So, right, right. you know, even a small town like Bismarck in our middle area, if you will, they have their own fireworks show. Parades. You know, yeah, parades, music, as well, yeah, for sure. Live music. I do truly believe in the institution of it. I do truly believe that it is an important holiday. I do truly believe that we should recognize the historical context. I find it as equally, if not more so, important than a lot of other holidays that we put weight and merit into and behind. Right. You know, a now federal holiday, quite frankly, that has been needed for so long too. And I want to make mention of this, and it's so close. You know, we just recently had Juneteenth. Right. It wasn't even a federal holiday until recently. A lot of people don't even know anything about Juneteenth or what it is or what it's recognizing in the the Tulsa massacre that took place in Oklahoma on Black Wall Street specifically in the attacks. Like, that's nothing that we were taught in school. I, I actually didn't know about that until I was probably 27, 26 or 27, yeah. like thoroughly knew about that yeah. event. They From didn't the last discuss five that. years or so. Right. Yeah, they yeah. did not discuss that. You know, like I've heard of it, but I never really knew the extent of it. And really, it never was covered in media. Oh, no, it's still not and covered fully in media. What was kind of fascinating was to see the interpretation. So two different things came out recently, and both a lot of black cinema ties and in, involved. So Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. On HBO. They do a depiction of it there, yeah. and very aptly so. And, and, you know, sometimes it takes seeing a visual to really... You can imagine things, you can look at pictures in, in history, sometimes things are so far removed, and we even kind of touched on this in our previous episode with Doug, where we talked about 9-11, there was people who were not even born, you know, that don't understand, and just like us, we weren't alive during Pearl Harbor or even Vietnam, so we can't un- really understand as well as How those who lived through impact it. it was, right. You know, Juneteenth is one of those events that, and particularly, unfortunately, is more tied to an ethnicity right. of people right. who were disenfranchised. And to see it actually depicted through Lovecraft Country, and it was also done in the Watchmen TV series, both done very well, really just humanized the whole situation, created... I always feel like I have sympathy to things, but to really get into that empathy level, that's a, right. that's a different level. Right. That's, yeah, that's and completely it definitely, different. It, it definitely created that situation for me in yeah. particular. So even if you haven't seen the shows that I referred to, you feel like maybe not would be into that or... Nonetheless, if you've never seen an actual depiction of what took place that day, I feel like you both of those things are worth right. viewing, if right. not one or the other. I would agree. So I think that that makes, again, Independence Day, the 4th of July, another little bit more of a bittersweet thing because we are the land of the free, the home of the brave, to use a cheesy line. However, 
it's not always been the land of the free for all. For all, right. And think how long it took for some of these people to get those freedoms, you know what I mean? It's just... It's unfortunate it took too long. I'm glad to say that we're finally getting there, but there's other institutions of quite frankly, enslavement that people aren't not, I'm not saying on the same impact, but you know, there's things that people aren't aware of. And we've alluded to this in our talk with Skylar too. If you haven't seen that documentary, the 13th Americans prison systems, even in the conversation with Skylar, we we alluded to this, you know, if you're poor and you get in the criminal system, good luck getting out. Yeah. Good chance. You're not going to get out. You're going to be tied up in the criminal courts for the rest of your life. Yeah. If you've got the money to pay fines and get out of it and especially small infractions, stuff like that, you know, it's, it's relatively low impact doesn't affect your life too terribly but if you're somebody let's say you're black and poor specifically just to be blunt it's a lot more difficult for you especially depending on where you live at to get out of those systems those cycles the system is not is designed to fail quite frankly we are not even the most populated country in the world you know we're talking 350 million approximately give or take you know we talk about countries like china and india that are in the billions and right. we literally right. head for head count. What makes this stat even more absurd is like China literally has ethnic prisons where they've enslaved people to do work. Right. You know, they have work camps over there right now. People that are enslaved because of their religious beliefs or what sector of the country that they live from or came from. You know, it's just absurd that here in America, we actually have more people in prison than they do even in China. Yeah, per capita, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's it's unreal to even think that. And then, again, we could get into things like private prisons, private prisons, <clears throat> prisons for profit, profit prisons, and the corrupt nature behind that. What prisons have done to certain communities, how they've changed crime in communities. What happens a lot in prisons, too, is people get released and they stay within that community. So what was once lauded as, in this area, I could speak to it definitively because we have three prisons within a 25-mile radius Not or so. Not only that, we have the state hospital. And, and we have a jail. A, a lot of jails. The- a lot of the people that come out of the state hospital don't have families or anybody. What do they do? They just let them walk out the front door. You know what I mean? Like, where do you think they're going to go? They're going right. to be in that community. <laughs> Absolutely. So it has changed the complexion of communities as well. I'm not saying that there isn't a time and place for some sort of prison, but there needs to be more focus on reintegration into society. There needs to be more focus on educating these prisoners. There needs to be more of a focus on the rehabilitation aspect of or just the reintegration. In right, just supporting an individual's needs to be a successful member of society. And that's something that we really, we really fail on, you know what I mean? We expect people to come in and pay their time and, you know, their fines, but these people may not be suited for life in society. Absolutely. And that's, that's something that I really think, like as someone that's worked inside the institution, I think that's something that we should really work on. There's a lot of hand in hand things that go together. So a lot of people in the prison system, there's a lack of education. Yep. There's a lack of wealth. It's not to say that wealthy people don't commit crimes. They do. There's a lot of white collar crime and what have you that takes place. Right. Drunk driving accidents, things of that ilk, tax evasions, finan- more financial type stuff in yeah. the sense of it you does know, happen. fraudulent financial activities. Right. Whenever we're talking, you know, kind of your run of the mill and I, I really another big thing we could talk about, which you know our opinions on this, but there's people t- serving life sentences for weed possession. Right. Which I, is just unreal. There was a guy just denied here recently 
who's on a life sentence currently just for weed infractions. I was going to say, I met a guy at ERDCC in Bonterre when I was in the institution that was serving, I think he was in his 40s and he still had like 15 years left or something crazy, but he was a third strike felon. Yeah. This is third felony and it was like a major possession of marijuana and it cost him a lot of years of his life. It's insane. you know. It's... But then I will say he did have infractions inside the prison that compounded well, his... Yeah, but anyway, that's another story. But I'm just saying, but if, you, that's if you're in ridiculous. jail for strictly weed-related infractions, I mean, th- like 30-plus states, it's either medical or recreational, and that's only going to increase. At this point, you're talking two-thirds of the country that weed is legal in some variety, form, or fashion. Right, and and let's be honest, who's not smoking weed? Like, I know a lot of people that don't smoke, smoke weed, but there is a shit ton more people now smoking weed than there was 10 years ago. It's more socially, it's all <laughs> right. has to do with social acceptance, right. right? you know? And there's a lot of people trading off their vices. I know people that were hard alcoholics that, right. I mean, we talked to PQ on a previous episode. He lives out in California, everything he does is legal there. But, you know, he was an alcoholic and... Helped you know, him. helped him stop being an alcoholic, which was way more detrimental to his health. Right. And, you know, the consumption of cannabis, medical marijuana, is way more beneficial to some of the things that he was dealing with. Right. So, and I can speak, I mean, myself included, being oh, a medical yeah, me patient. Too. Me too. Drink very little now. It's not because I just don't enjoy alcohol, but, you know, previously I was drinking to subside issues personally. Right. right. You know, with myself. In, in the access and the binge drinking and that sort of stuff. Right. I don't have to do that anymore. Now you smoke your hooter and take you a nap and you'll be fine. But yeah, absolutely. Eat your cheeseburger. <laughs> just I've move on with life. I've had too many of those as Josh can see firsthand <laughs> right now. I've, I lost my rocking dad bod and I've got a blop, gelatinous blood. You're looking better than me, but I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, we just wanted to take an opportunity to kind of warm up the ceremony, this special that we have for you guys today. And guys, you know, take your time. Enjoy your time with your fa- your friends and your family. You know, enjoy yourself. Life's stressful. We got a lot of shit going on with inflation and the world's in a crazy spot with everything, you know, yeah. climate change, you know, the shit in Europe. I mean, just take some time out and step back and enjoy yourself. And we realize this episode's going to hit you post 4th of July and that's fine. That's kind of the intent and was our idea, but you know, uh, we're I at that I time of the be year speaking too. Of future tense. <laughs> well, we have to consider that, you know, this is kind of that vacation time of the year. So right. people get in kind right. of those same modes and get reflective. And so let this be a listening piece, a companion piece for those those moments as well. Right. You know, a lot of our friends are in teaching jobs or their jobs are surrounding and teaching or whether there's an on-season or off-seasonality to their work. You know, this is more about a time of reflection and enjoying the liberties that we do have in this country. Right. And that is why that is such a prominent discussion piece for us on this show, tapped into the politics, the ongoings, the imaginations politically, you know, and keep our listeners informed, know your rights, know your abilities, but also enjoy them. Enjoy life. Right. So we appreciate you guys listening to us. We're going to cut to our former guests in their clips that they have for you. So please enjoy enjoy. guys. I hope you love it. And happy belated fourth to you all and happy ongoing vacations and happy reflection time. Absolutely. You said it the best. Hey, how's it going, guys? This is Bert uh, from Missouri and New Orleans and Albuquerque and fucking everywhere. Um, the guys asked me to do a recording about Fourth of July and what it means to me. Personally, uh, I celebrate my shit in June, so there's that. But I, I do have a, a few Fourth of July related stories for you. And so if you bear with me, 
I'll get into some shenanigans. Right before I moved out of Missouri, I was at this giant party slash like, you know, weekend long festival full of hippies and body hair and LSD and you know, all that shit. And there's this kid like decked out like red, white, and blue shorts, like red, white, and blue tank top, like red, white, and blue bandana, like all of it. And I was just like looking at him, I was like, oh man, it's gonna be one of those fucking guys. So I kind of like just didn't really bother to try to like be around him <laughs> if I didn't have to. But anyway, I come back a little bit later, like out by the bonfire, and this kid is like fucking frying out of his head on acid. And, like, I'm just kind of chilling by the fire. And I had one of my friends with me. I'm not going to name her because, like, I don't want her also to come out looking like the asshole of the story as much as I do. Anyway, um, we were all sitting by the fire. And this kid, like, has a sparkler, like a lit sparkler. And he, like, looks at it. And he looks up at me. And he kind of looks at it. And he looks up at me. And he's like, I bet I could eat this. I was like... What? He's like, you think I could eat this? And I was like, I mean, you could try, I'm sure. And I shit you not, this motherfucker, like, dead ass, like, just sticks this whole sparkler in his mouth and starts chewing. And it's like phosphorus, so it's all burning as he's still doing it. He's still doing it. And he goes for about, <laughs> about like, you know, four or five seconds probably before this girl runs up and uh, like, yanks it out of his mouth. And she's like, what are you doing? And then she, like, turns to me, and she's like, why would you let him do that? And I was like, he fucking offered. I don't know. <laughs> and that was that was pretty great. That kid actually uh, ended up not being really a douche, because I saw it like that, like, later on that night, like, when I had taken some acid myself, we ended up actually, like, dancing to fucking D-Antward for, like, three hours. And so bonding over shitty music and, uh, you know, like, uh, fucking LSD will make you friends with anybody, I guess. But the dude ended up being all right. He had some pretty rough-looking, like, sores around his mouth. And so that's one Fourth of July story. Hey, guys, this is Marcus Newstead. I play guitar in Fister, Daybringer, Path of Might, sometimes Bastard, and sometimes Storm Ruler. I was on the 15th episode of the ATI podcast with Barrett. And uh, basically what Fourth of July means to me, I treat it like every other holiday, secular or religious. I don't really celebrate what the holiday is for. I take my day off work. I spend it with my family, my friends. I do what I want to do. That's how it goes for everything. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, all that stuff. I've never been forced to adhere to what these holidays are supposed to be celebrated with. Um, And I, frankly, will never probably be a huge pro give me those American flag shorts and sunglasses you know uh, set up all these fireworks I'll take an excuse to drink some beer and have a good time but I'll never celebrate shit that I don't really believe in so mainly it's just a reason for me to be who I am and celebrate my connections and my sort of experiences with everybody that I hold dear and really honestly that's all it means to me I think people, more people should adopt that ideology because then they wouldn't be so stapled down to 
thinking they have to be so patriotic or have to be so religious or whatever and take these things at face value we can really all kind of get the most out of them without having to play into what you know the people who created these holidays are really trying to get us to do which is conform so yeah that's pretty much my stance on it give me that day off i'll take it all right guys have a good fourth of july hi this is jared pq aka the razor aka dad bod peterson aka mountain man thought baby to me the fourth of july is all about smoking meth with my cousin blasting fireworks and walking around walmart with my shirt off Hi, ATI folks. This is Doug Wicker from Search Party Films, episode 20. Just dropping in to really say that Independence Day, to me, is a reminder of the core of what America meant when we founded it. And that no matter what struggles we're going through, that deep in the heart of it, we're in a good country compared to some places that you know, maybe don't have as many freedoms as we have. So it's a good reminder to look past some of the struggles and everything that we're going through and just kind of settle on where we can be when we're at our best. Hey, this is Skylar Johnson. I was on episode 18 talking about police reform and criminal justice reform. I think for 4th of July, besides fireworks and barbecues and hanging out with friends, that 4th of July is literally like the start of the American dream, which is seeing something you don't have or told you can't have and then working and fighting and standing up for yourself until you get this almost unobtainable dream that you then set up for generations to come. <laughs> uh, that was a meaty trailer before. Uh, yes, it was. This is Doubtfire 2. Your host from KTJJJJJKLMNOP. I am Pirates Investigator I, PII for short, and welcome back to the show. Ah, uh, it appears that we have a guest, uh, one called the Don. Hey, uh, you say Mrs. Delphia? I don't know about that, but, uh, I do know about. Mrs. Shawwater, because you know I get them wet. Oh, okay, yeah, you got to calm down you with gotta, them stones. You, you got to get your mind out yeah. of the water. I'm talking about, I make them swim with the fishies. If you oh, it sounds I'm... like you're talking about a bit of wop. A uh, wet-ass pussy. I don't know what even you're talking about, but uh, I'm saying if you mess with me, you're gonna swim with the fishies. But oh. anyway, let me clarify really. Oh, fast. Jesus Christ, he's uh, going on a tyrant. My name is the Don, but I don't want that to be confused with this orange tangerine ketchup hand little fuck uh, <laughs> named Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, I am yeah. the Don. Oh, yeah, we, we don't get political around here. Oh, uh, well. Then you're talking to the wrong guy. Oh, <laughs> swimming with the fishies. Anyway, what are we here for? I don't understand. Oh, uh, okay. So back to the show. Uh, me, apparently, I am talking to you here on this July 4th, which happens to be one of the greatest days in America. Thenceforth. 
The greatest days in America henceforth? What's so great about this place, huh? Oh, it's, it's, it's... Oh, go I'm, ahead. I'm talking here. You trying to disrespect oh, the Don? Oh, no, Don. I'm not fucking saying anything about you. Fucking don't look me in the eyes when oh, I'm talking. would I like to? Anyway, the only thing great about this place is all the money I'm getting from all the people I'm killing. Oh, <laughs> oh rough, rough. It is a criminal pirate radio. Anyway, uh, from what I hear... Oh, no, I'm losing my accent. Oh, wow. It, it appears as though you are not a real person. Don't you talk to me. Oh. Anyway, I hear a lot of boom-bams, shish-gum-bams, all the hollapalooza outside. But I set those up to cover my gunshots because of pow, pow, pow. Mm. My hooligans. They're, it's they're it's streets. It's so, rightfully so. I mean... I mean, your pow-pow-pows appear to be death-oriented, and uh, the pow-pow-pows outside appear, apparently are happy-oriented. Little do you know, the 4th of July started when my ancestors, long ago, Ooh. came to this country. Yeah. And they said, let's they do pillaged. the pow-pow-pows in the sky. Oh. And while those pow-pow-pows are going off, we're going to pow-pow-pow those heads and steal the money. So... That's the origin of I don't really life. understand your anger. It's a cover-up. Uh, you're, you're very upset. All you care about is booty. Yeah, I care about booty. I keep losing my answer. I keep on, I, I keep on thinking about every single time I think about a happy moment in my life. I think about how can I get inside or around that booty. This is a different accent. No, here it is. Here it is. Yes. Anyway. It smells good. Thank you. My throat is hurting. Oh, my God. It, it must be the fact that you are a bit of a non-talker, maybe. Uh, this is true. Yeah, you have cotton balls in your throat. I do a lot of nodding. Oh, of yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, up next is Lady... Ga, 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 ga. Anyway. Oh. Lock your doors because my men are probably coming to steal your goods. She has a meat skirt. She has a skirt that is made of meat. Mostly of beef. Lady Ga, 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 ga. I don't even know what you're talking about, but uh, happy 4th of July, I guess. Yes. Help me. Oh, help me. Oh, my. My goodness, it is a happy 4th of July. Ah, uh, we're waiting for uh, Milas to get back to get booty to plunder. Love you all. Happy 4th of July from and, uh, Brandon. And happy January 6th. Another 4th of July story I had. Real quick, I just wanted to get it out because I only had two Fourth of July things worth talking about. And the other one was, it's a coming of age story, I guess you could say. I was 13. And I lived in Bonterre at the time, this little fucking nothing town in Missouri. I can only imagine how bad it is now. But I was about 13, and there was, like, only, like, a few things to do, like, on, like, you know, a Wednesday night in the summertime. You could go to the bowling alley. You could hang out at fucking Texaco and talk to that, like, weird cashier dude there because he'd give you free nachos. 
or you would go and just fucking bum around classic video and just annoy the clerks. But last ditch effort, if you did, couldn't do one of those other things, you went to this church on a Wednesday night called Christian Fellowship Church. It was super sketch. But you would go, and uh, you'd go, and you would, like, basically go there to, like, like, sneak cigarettes and, like, hopefully get some heavy petting with some girls you like. But uh, I was I was there one night. Like, you go in, and you do this 30-minute little church service thing. And then after that, they pretty much just, like, set you free. They had this, like, little, like, this, like, like whole... Like building, it was like a giant arcade and pool tables and concessions and like everything was free. It was like where the fucking foot soldiers would have recruited you, like if you know the Ninja Turtles. But anyway, I went and there's this girl there I noticed, and like I was playing the X Men side scroller. I was Cyclops, of course. Uh, she came in the storm. I was like, all right, cool, cool. And I noticed that she wasn't bad looking, but I noticed that she. Uh, like, kept their aviators on, like, all night. And it was, it was dark. It was, like, nighttime. I didn't think anything of it. I thought she was just doing, like, the Sarah Connor, like, rebel, like, hot chick thing. So I was like, all right, cool. I was into it. You know, long, long story short, you know, we're on the church bus going home. And, like, we're both kind of, like, towards the end of the, the route. And we're both on the same, on the same route. And so, like, we end up hooking up. You know, I get my first fucking blowjob, like, ever. It was awesome. <laughs> I, you know, I, she kept her aviators on the whole time. So it was like, wow, she's really fucking dedicated to the craft. So, deed's done. We're all done. I go and I get off the bus. And the next thing I know, uh, <laughs> my buddy is asking me about it the next day. And he shows me pictures. Like, is that her? I was like, yeah. Dude, like, one eye was, like, straight up, like, Fetty Wap. Like, it was, like, a completely, like, white eye, uh, which is why she kept the aviators on. But uh, <laughs> I don't think that really would have changed much, to be honest, back then. But, um, and her, like, I was like, her name was, like, if you're listening, uh, her name is, like, Cynthia or Cindy or Ashley or Brittany or something. Yeah, so that was, like, the best Fourth of July I recall. Don't shoot bottle rockets, kids, because next thing you know, fast forward a few years, you're getting head from a cyclops. Hey, this is Josh from ACI Podcast. For show updates and news about the podcast, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ATI Podcast 22, on Twitter at podcast underscore ATI, on Instagram at the ATI Podcast, on TikTok at ATI Podcast, DMs are always welcome. Have a question for the show? You can always email us at atipodcastquestions at gmail.com. Stay safe out there. This is Barrett from the ATI Podcast. Each week, Josh and I discuss current events, pop culture, music, TV, movies, politics, sports. Nothing is out of bounds. You can also tune in to learn about rising artists, small businesses, whether it's music, graphic design, filmmaking, or even a brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop shop. We'll be spotlighting folks in their endeavors. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor, or anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. 
Just search ATI Podcast. We would like to thank you for your continued support. And as always, please stay safe out there.